thank you for joining us here at His Hardline. You can find us at www.hisheartline.com. With God at the driver's seat, I am Jason, your co-host. You're listening to 1% or less with him. Let's get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us here at 1% or less with him. It is Tuesday, March 29th. 2022 and i want to say good evening happy to have you here we are almost to april so here we go already past the first quarter of 22 it's uh going by pretty quick i must say today we're going to be reading um out of the book of peter chapter 2 is what i was reading this morning and it reads first off the subtitle reads God's house and people and it reads rid yourselves of malice and all deceit insincerity envy and all slander like newborn infants long for pure spiritual milk so that through it you may grow into salvation for you have tasted the Lord is good come to him a living stone rejected by human beings but chosen and precious in the sight of God and like living stones let yourselves be built into the spiritual house to be a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ for it says in scripture behold I am laying a stone in Zion a cornerstone chosen and precious and whoever believes in it shall not be put to shame therefore its value is for you who have faith but for those without faith the stone which the builders rejected has become the cornerstone and a stone that will make people stumble and a rock that will make them fall they stumble by disobeying the word as is their destiny but you are a chosen race a royal priesthood a holy nation a people of his own so that you may announce the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light once you were no people but now you are God's people you had not received mercy but now you have received mercy beloved I urge you as aliens and sojourners to keep away from worldly desires that wage war against the soul maintain good conduct among the Gentiles so that if they speak of you as evildoers they may observe your good works and glorify God on the day of visitation be subject to every human institution for the Lord's sake whether it be to the king as supreme or to governors as sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and the approval of those who do good for it is the will of God that by doing good you may silence and you may silence the ignorance of foolish people be free yet without using freedom as a pretext for evil but as slaves of God give honor to all love the community fear God honor the king <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> slaves be subject to your masters with all reverence not only to those who are good and equitable but also to those who are perverse for whenever anyone bears the pain of unjust suffering because of consciousness of God that is a grace but what credit is there if you are patient when beaten for doing wrong but if you are patient when you suffer for doing what is good 
This is a grace before God. For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his footsteps. He committed no sin, and no deceit was found in his mouth. When he was insulted, he returned no insult. When he suffered, he did not threaten. Instead, he handed himself over to the one who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body upon the cross so that free from sin, we might live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed for you have gone astray like sheep, but you have now returned to the shepherd and guardian of your souls. And that concludes the reading of chapter two in the book of Peter. Um, as I read this this morning, because like I said, every morning when I load my truck, I read about one chapter at least to start off. And then as I go through the day, sometimes I'll jump into a second and a third chapter throughout the Bible. And one thing that I thought was very interesting where it said in verse six, for it says in scripture, behold, I am laying a stone in Zion, a cornerstone chosen and precious and whoever believes in it shall not be put to shame. Therefore, its value is for you who have faith, but for those without faith, the stone which the builders rejected has become the cornerstone and a stone that will make people stumble and a rock that will make them fall. I found that to be kind of a little bit noteworthy and interesting because, you know, the way I perceive that is, you know, Christ is a solid foundation that we all need to have in our lives. And I think just as is it, you know, as it reads here, that if you have faith in Christ, who is that stone, that precious stone, the one that's chosen, and you have faith in that stone, it will give you more value and provide more value in your life because you're trusting in Christ to be that foundation in your life in which everything else is built around it. I mean, that's how I take it as, and those who reject it, well, you reject Christ. You ultimately will stumble and fall throughout life. Why? Because you're going to have Satan every step of the way rejoicing that you have rejected Christ. Therefore it makes his job easier to make you fall and stumble and fall to sin even more intentionally. As I read the notes, actually, I'm kind of taking a quick glance of the notes here. So, like, I'm reading here, and it says, for, for example, for verse 1 through 3, growth towards salvation is seen here as two steps. First, stripping away all that is contrary to the new life in Christ. And the second one is the nourishment, which is a pure spiritual milk that the newly baptized have received. And then if you look at verses 4 through 8, it says, Christ is the cornerstone that is the foundation of the spiritual edifice of the Christian community. But to unbelievers, Christ is an obstacle and a stumbling block on which they are destined to fall. It's interesting that it says that because I don't look at it as Christ being an obstacle. If anything, I kind of look at it as kind of, now this is my own interpretation. But for those who reject him, it's like I almost read that as and interpret that as, okay, well, you reject me. Well, then I guess I'm not going to be around in your life. So I don't find it to be that Christ would make you f stumble and fall, but it would just give Satan that much more easier access to you 
to make you stumble and fall. That's how I take it as. And then it says right here in verse 5, let yourself be built. The form of the Greek word could also be indicative, passive, that you are being built. Another area that I thought was kind of noteworthy that I underlined was, and I thought this is interesting, just because of the, for, for one, I'll be honest with you, just because of the terminology, I thought was very interesting what they used here. And I am reading out of the New American Bible, Revised Edition. <clears throat> and so in this section here, it's, it's very interesting because the subtitle here reads, The Christian in a Hostile World. And right here in verse 11 through 12, it says, Beloved, I urge you as aliens and sojourners to keep away from worldly desires that wage war against the soul. Maintain good contact, conduct among the Gentiles so that if they speak of you as evildoers, they may observe your good works and glorify God on the day of visitation. Now that first verse there, the 11, thought that was kind of interesting where it says, Beloved, I urge you as aliens and sojourners. I'm not going to lie, I was kind of, I was poking fun at my wife because, you know, I don't believe in aliens, but I do believe in, you know, dark, you know, entities and satanic entities that try to, you know, come down. And I believe sometimes maybe people might mistake those kind of entities if seen in the physical, you know, realm as aliens. But when I read that, I, I looked at her and I'm like, babe, I told you aliens. I found the word aliens in the Bible. She goes, that is not what it's supposed to mean. <laughs> so I tell you, I, I like poking fun at her. I'm sorry. It's probably one of those you had to be there kind of moments. But, you know, I'm so sometimes I, I can be my thought process can be so far out of left field. <laughs> but it's just my own, you know, dad jokes, husband jokes, right? Just the jokes that are not funny, which you guys are probably listen to this. Like, all right, dude, move on. <laughs> but I did think that that was a very interesting um, couple of verses, though, you know, and especially how it says, you know, Beloved, I urge you as aliens and sojourners to keep away from worldly desires that wage war against the soul. And there's so much in this world, so much that wage war against us. Everything from TV and music and, I mean, bars and taverns and, and I mean, it's everywhere in our cell phones and our computers at work. I mean, there's so much in the money that we use and the love that people develop for that money. <clears throat> there's so much in this world that maintain that, you know, that, 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 you know, wages war against our soul. And that's why it says maintain good conduct among the Gentiles so that if they speak of you as evildoers, they may observe your good works and glorify God on the day of visitation. So in other words, you need to really do your best, no matter what things out there that try to wage war against you, you have to always be the best version of yourself and always set the example. You set the example and do good works, right? And on that day of visitation, the Gentiles will glorify God. And so anyway, that, my friends, is what I was reading this morning. So I bookmarked it, and I felt it was kind of uh, appropriate to read today. So that is it. We're going to end this on a closing prayer, and then we're going to jump right into the next show, which is a His Hardline discussion. Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for this day, for this night. Thank you for 
all that you do for us. Thank you for another day of life and good health and giving us the air in our lungs and the beating heart in our chest that keeps us going on a day-to-day basis. We thank you for our families and we thank you for the future ahead. We pray for discernment. We live in a very confusing world, a world that's so hard to find out what's really true and what's not true. There's deception everywhere we look. Every channel on TV, every radio station that we flip through, every social media post we scroll through, it's so hard for many people out there to figure out what's truth, but if people only turn to you and your book, they would really be able to discern truly what's true. And so I pray that more people turn to you, God, and accept your son, Jesus Christ, in their heart. We pray all this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, we'll see you in the next show. And if not, we'll see you tomorrow or the next time. Have a blessed night. I want to say thank you again for joining us here at His Heart Line. You just listened to 1% or less with him. Don't forget you can find us at www.hisheartline.com. We look forward to seeing you next time. Have a blessed day.